The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Good morning. You're listening to the Nonprofit Voice with Ron Gold. 2024 is my 50th year in radio, and this year I will be highlighting the people and nonprofits who've been featured on my shows in the past 10 years on 103.9 FM, Long Island News Radio, who've made a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. The Nonprofit Voice is a division of Marketing Works and Event Works. Today's featured agency is... It's Park Strategies. How do you like that? I love that entrance. There park Strategies. We got Greg Serio on. Absolutely. But, you know, Mike LaPetri is going to be doing the show, and he's going to be alternating with me every other week. And I think that's great. It's great for him. It's great for Park Strategies and for the guests that are going to be on and be interviewed by him. But first, we're going to meet with a partner from Park Strategies, Greg Serio. What? How are you, Greg? I'm great, Ron. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about Park Strategies. How did you get involved in it, and what do you do? Okay. Well, I'm one of the partners in the firm, uh, and our roots are on Long Island, and my roots are on Long Island as well. Um, I, I found a, uh, a kind of a circuitous way through law at uh, Rifkin-Radler and uh, government, working for former Senator John Dunn, and uh, and uh, served as the insurance commissioner for Governor Pataki, and then uh, came out and um, uh, came to Park Strategies uh, with the uh, on the convincing of uh, Senator D'Amato, who's our founder and obviously favorite son of Long Island, and uh, and so we are on Long Island as well as in Albany uh, because uh, you know when you're doing the kind of work we do, you got to be at the uh, at the seat of power, so. We're in both places, and uh, and the firm, which has uh, about 35 folks, uh, still based in New York City, Uniondale, and Albany, uh, uh, is uh, is one of the top 10 lobbying firms in uh, in New York. Wow! Tell me what a lobbying firm does. So what we do is, and, and it's important in the context we're going to talk about today with nonprofits, is uh, we. Uh, provide expertise, uh, frankly, to uh, government for uh, on bills that are introduced into the Senate or the Assembly, uh, executive agencies doing uh, regulatory work or doing uh, procurement work. We, our firm, which uh, is really uh, characterized as a subject matter expert firm in a variety of, of areas, um, we bring that expertise uh, into our advocacy for bills that we uh, have introduced on behalf of our clients or to further um, inform the conversation on any of the bills that might be pending in the legislature. So for many years, uh, the nonprofit industry has been at a disadvantage as far as payment to their staff, and they call it a, co- a COLA, and during the uh, years with Mr. Cuomo, nobody got a raise. And then when Hocko came in and Carrie Neifeld, you know, with the OPWDD, and she was, she's the chairwoman of it, right, or the commissioner, she was able to get some money for everybody. Is that something that they would be going to you for to help? Uh, oh, certainly. Certainly, whether it's it's policy or or funds 
Uh, these are the things that we typically work on uh, for nonprofits uh, in the state. It, it's it's crucial. You know, people think, oh, nonprofits, they're being taken care of by everyone. No, it, not. It's not always the case. <laughs> and like everything else, everybody's fighting for that dollar. And so the not-for-profits have to have a voice in the halls of the Capitol during budget season, you know, during the rest of the year with the, the state agencies, because if, if they don't have a voice, they do get crowded out from all the other interests that are operating in the Capitol. People think, you know, when they think about lobbying, it's all just, uh, you know, big business interest. It's hardly the case. There are many, many not-for-profit interests that advocate for uh, their share for the programs they run. And, and by the way, the one thing about not-for-profits is that everybody believes their uh, cause is worthy. And they are. Not a question about it. Everyone who works uh, there. But how do you, right? How do you, you know, how do you decide among the many not-for-profits that are operating out there? Right. And so the not-for-profits come to the Capitol with, a, with an incredible passion for their mission, for their message, and that's what makes them a little bit different than everybody else. Well, there's lobbying day, right? That they come up for. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, there is a, a lobbying day where you'll get literally thousands of people that come to the Capitol to send on their legislators or members of of committees that would be working on their topics. But the lobbying isn't just you know that one day in the Capitol. It actually goes on all year long, and that lobby day is really the culmination of a lot of work being done at the local level. Right. Can you, Greg, can you actually expound on that too, in the sense of some people that don't even recognize like what effort goes into advocating on behalf of nonprofits and being able to support these nonprofits on the varied issues and how big, uh, how much of a web government really is. Can you really expound on that and specifically in Albany being yeah. based in Albany of what goes yeah. on? Well, I'll tell you, one one of the benefits of being from Long Island, I grew up in West Hempstead with one of 12 kids, so we had a pretty wide net out. Wow. And I, and I, and I went to school with, with Senator D'Amato's kids, and, and Lisa D'Amato and Lorraine D'Amato and I were all in high school together. And and But being in Albany now, I'm based in Albany, but I know Long Island, and my partners know Long Island. And so... And 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 with Michael in our Uniondale office and the senator in the Uniondale office, we really have built a bridge between what goes on in Albany and what is needed on on the street, if you will, on Long Island. But that process that Mike's alluding to is a you know what you like might say a twenty four seven three sixty five effort. Right. You're always advocating. And your first uh, first uh, message of advocating is what have you uh, actually accomplished or are looking to accomplish in your not for profit mission? What's the proof you know on the street about what you're doing? Using that as the currency to lobby in Albany, saying you know we're doing these types of good good works. If if you want more of that, we need support. And you connect those dots at the local level, and then you convey that message to Albany. Or you have, more importantly, your senators and your assembly members becoming your advocates. Because if you're doing the good work in their districts, they become your advocate at budget time or in in uh, in times when bills are coming before the legislature, either good bills that support your effort or bills that may frustrate your effort. They are the ones who are taking up the mantle of your cause. Well, you know, uh, 
this year and the year before, I mean, mental health has really come forefront of almost everyone's speeches and, you know, how much money they're going to lay out for whether it's the school districts or, or the agencies. But does this make it easier for you with an agency like Federation on getting the money? Uh, first of all, we, we, if, it, if, it, if it's easy, uh, anybody can do it. Right. This, this is tough business. I know it and is. And it's so. tough business because you have to know the subject matter, okay? Subject matter expertise uh, is second to none in terms of what you need uh, to, to effectively lobby. You need good people in those organizations who are willing to take a day to meet with the legislators take a day, come to Albany, you know, spread the message of their organizations. But I think the the most crucial element of all of this is the good work that the groups within the Federation and others do, compiling that information and, and getting it, uh, you know, to a, lack of a better term, a critical mass so that you have an impactful, um, um, you know, an impactful advocacy program and the way you measure that is the the funds that you get for your program, the the policy support you get for your program, and the agencies that oversee your programs, uh, their cooperation. But, you know, it's the local politicians that help them the most. Why do they go to Albany to see these people when they can just go to the local offices and talk to them there, which but, I don't see that much of? Well... You, the, the, so here's the, here's the, you know, it, it's, it's, as they say, follow the money, <laughs> you know, and because things like mental health is heavily funded by the state and also by the federal government through the state agencies, mental health really is a, is a state-based policy and, uh, and funding program. So, and I think, Greg, it's, state, it's but, also key to highlight the process of what, what exactly, how exactly the state administers that funding, right? I don't think many people are even aware that the state of the state just occurred last week. And what that details is the governor's basically strategy and roadmap for the state of New York. Can you, can you uh, elaborate on that further? Sure. Uh, so the, 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 the state of the state is the policy document or the policy speech, but it's followed very closely by the budget message, which is that, okay, I've laid out my priorities and here's how I intend to pay for it, and and the things that I really want to prioritize for my spending commitments. Those are the two the 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 two bookends of the governor's program: state of the state message and the budget message. And then people pour through the budget message. The governor has made and is making mental health a priority um, across the board, whether it's you know post-COVID mental health, school mental health. Uh, guns and mental health. I mean, there are, there are, uh, a slew of issues surrounding the, you know, the umbrella topic of mental health. We represent the Psychologists Association integral to this. We represent, uh, not-for-profit hospitals integral to mental health, uh, care and, uh, uh deliver and, and, and services delivery. So we, we are at the forefront on that particular issue of, advocating for the not-for-profits that are expected to uh, deliver those services, making sure that they have the resources to do that. But now let me just build on what you were talking about earlier, where you were saying to have the nonprofits speak with their local assembly members and senators. If they're doing that, then what is the very 
I don't think need, they are. Though. But well, that's my point. Is if they're if assuming they if they do that, is that enough? Or where does Park Strategies really fit in that mold to assist these nonprofits in need? Well, we're the ones who help them create the strategy. Okay, and this and 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 you're right. A lot of times they don't think to talk to the local senators and members of the assembly or even their local county and town officials. You got to remember the, the, the town officials, um, and the county officials have their own organizations in Albany advocating for their interests. Association of the county, association of the town. Right. So, but, but to create this web of, of information, um, you want to talk to them. And so what Park Strategies does, is that we become the, the 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 strategy designer, and then we become kind of the orchestra leader, and and we will will make the plan for who they want to see, what the messaging should be. Look, mm-hmm. they're mental health professionals; they're not for profit professionals. They're not expected to be lobbying professionals. That that's what we do. But right. importantly, our strategy and our the tactics we we uh, employ all go back to the people on the ground being the messengers. The legislators don't want to hear from me. They know me. They may even like me. But the fact is, is that what we want is for those who, who know this the best, and those are the people running the organizations <clears throat> and delivering the services at street level, we want them to be the advocates because they're always the best advocates for their own causes. And from what we do uh, at Marketing Works is we – introduce them to the local politicians because we feel that there's some pork available besides you know that there's money available from each of the politicians that they usually hold back on you you, got to remember you know pork is one of those words that kind of became a pejorative because it, it made it sound like that you know there's just a lot of a lot of fluff you know floating around look this is critical execution of everybody's hard working tax uh, hard hard earned taxpayer dollars all right this is providing the services that we need government to pay for because part of the issue about or, or for not for profits because you know what businesses aren't doing this they're not expected to do it so we need the not for profit sector to do it and with government That's right. becoming less and less capable of delivering these things the not for profit sector becomes especially crucial so it's important for the tax dollars to be allocated and committed to these organizations. Like the largest, <laughs> the largest uh, 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 social services provider, say in the city of New York, is Catholic Charities. Okay, that's not a governmental entity; mm-hmm. it's a not-for-profit organization. And you'll have massive not-for-profit organizations on Long Island who are providing things that, if you ask a member of the general public. They'll think it's government providing those services. No, it's no, it's usually uh, a not-for-profit doing it. Yeah, I think that's so critical. Is is the fact that you're having park strategies being in, being there, being present in Albany, on Long Island, in New York City, pushing forward the right people who are going to be able to administer the services properly and effectively, and use utilizing every dollar as if it's their own to make sure the services are properly rendered for the people. And I think what I admire most with Park Strategies is that dedication 
to the local level, meaning the, the neighborhoods, the communities, the environment, recognizing how it's not just a one-size-fits-all approach, but rather a tailored approach to the people around each of these nonprofits and making sure that Albany and other state uh, legislators recognize that and ensure that the money is going to the right and proper people. And not only that, and then it's also the policy measures that helps them function. Right. And, and it has to start with our commitment to the mission of our clients. Okay, this isn't just, this is not transactional. This is not, oh, we're just taking on a client. This, we have to be committed to the mission of our clients. And we are. When we take on a not-for-profit client, um, we are committed to that mission because it takes that level of commitment, just like the people we, we represent, it takes that level of commitment to get that message out. Because we know these are critical services that are being provided, which means that it's critical funding they need to be provided with. What we do uh, at Marketing Works is we uh, try to set up legislative breakfasts and bring in all the legislators from the area that might have some kind of a commitment to help an agency. I didn't do it for Federation. They didn't want to do that, but I did it for a couple of other agencies. And this seems like something that uh, a lobbying firm like yours and a public relations firm like mine, where there is some uh, synergy, even there's a little bit of overlap, but not much, that we could work together on doing more of those. Not a question. The, the key The key is it's got to be a, multi, a multi-dimensional approach to getting the message out. Some legislators like to meet in Albany. Some legislators actually prefer you to meet in their district office where they're more focused on on their local issues. There are some legislators who will send their, their staff out to cover the breakfast or the, the briefing sessions and things of that nature. The key is to get the information in the hands of the legislator any way you can, whether through their staff, and by the way, their staff here that that are senior and are critical to the process. And so, you know, sometimes people will be like, I want to meet with the, with the senator or the assembly. Yeah, I don't want to meet you, Nate. <laughs> sometimes this, yeah, but, but sometimes, I know. depending upon who that aide is, yeah, that can be just as critical. As a former 12-year Senate staffer, <laughs> you know, and, and the counsel to the insurance committee, yeah, people wanted to t- talk to me as much as to my boss, but they knew uh, that I had a relationship with my boss where whatever they were saying to me was going to get right back to, to the senator, to the chairman of my committee. That's important. Understand right, that's critical. coming in and pitching. You have to understand how Albany works, and that's what we provide to our clients. We, we, we teach them how this works. Again, they may only be here for one issue. Some people are here every year for funding, but the fact is that that's what we provide to our clients. We teach them about and tell them who the people they need to see, um, what the message should be. But the key is getting that information into the hands of the legislators. Well, the aides from years ago are now the politicians. In some circumstances, definitely. And then I, I also want to add to that as well, Greg, where I find it so interesting that by having those staffers that are experts, subject matter experts like ourselves, it's key because you'll have it. I remember, I mean, I remember when I was in the state legislature, you had it where tons of people always wanted to come up to you and talk to you, talk to you, talk to you, that you become so overwhelmed with information. But meanwhile, you have your staff that you rely on to be able to filter through and help specify exactly or tailor exactly what is appropriate where and when. 
Exactly. You have you have to be able to separate fact from fiction, mm-hmm. you know, fantasy from reality, you know, what I what I would love to have versus what I really need. And and the professional staffs in both the houses of the of the Senate and the Assembly and and you know, I spent twenty three years in government doing exactly this is is either doing it for my principles or becoming a principal myself and having people do it for me as when I was the insurance commissioner. But that is essential because look, there are a lot of good intentions that should never be acted upon. Okay. You know, what what is real is what that legislator and, and what the governor uh really needs to know. Let me ask you one quick question because we only have thirty seconds left. Um are grants part of what you do also? Helping agencies? Absolutely. Okay, so yep. you, you let yep. them know. I think you did something with Monica Martinez with, uh, with mm-hmm. Federation. And that's another example. Grant ex- work. Yeah, that's another grants. example. Yeah. Monica's out here. I love Monica. Yeah. They met her through you. That's why. And that's not right. Well, like, <laughs> and, 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 and it's the network. It's the relationship. The relationships are the core of everything we just talked about for the last 20 minutes. There you go. Well, Greg, I'm happy to have you on the show. My last show, but not really my last show. Not your last. We'll, no. be, we'll be splitting. But, Greg, thanks for coming on, buddy. Really appreciate it. Guys, yeah, this was guys, great. Man, I really I appreciate, appreciate you it. having me. And I'm happy to be back on Long Island. Always go. happy to have you. All right, this thanks is a lot. lot. Greg Serio, Park Strategies right. partner. Now you're listening to the Nonprofit Voice with Ron Gold and Michael Petrie.